The following message was preached at Flint Hill Baptist Church. We would love for you to join us on Sundays for life groups and worship, or on Wednesdays for adult Bible study, kids, and youth activities. For more information, visit flinthill.net. Uh, if you got your Bibles this morning, open them up, if you will, to Romans chapter 3. Romans chapter 3. We're going to be, uh, we're going to be uh, in a series that started last week, talking about nothing but the blood, nothing but the blood of Jesus. And we looked last week at redemption and how the blood of Jesus redeemed us from all our sins. Today we're going to look at the word atonement in Romans chapter 3. Let me begin just in verse 21. I know I want to focus on a couple verses here, but let's, re- let's look at the context here. In Romans chapter 3, verse 21, it says, But now a righteousness from God, apart from the law, has been made known, to which the law and the prophets testify. And this righteousness comes from God through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There's no difference, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and are justified freely by His grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. God presented Him as a sacrifice of atonement. Through, the, through faith in his blood. He did this to demonstrate his justice because in his forbearance he'd left sins committed beforehand unpunished. He did it to demonstrate his justice at the present time so as to be the just and the one who justifies those who have faith in Jesus. Father, right now as we come before you, I do ask, Lord, that you allow your word just to come alive in our heart. God, that you would bring to our attention your word and, Lord, that you would take your word and cut us deep to the heart this morning. God, help us to see the impact, all that has happened through the blood of Christ, through your death, through your sacrifice that you made for us on the cross, and how that impacts our lives today. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so this morning, it's all about the atonement. And actually, we're going to look here, we're going to hone in on a couple verses here in this passage, 25 and 26, in just a moment. The word atonement uh, literally means, uh, it's, a, it's a meaning of word, simply means at one man. In other words, a state of being at one or being reconciled. So atonement is all about reconciliation. Uh, when we think about atonement, obviously, if you've been in the church long enough, there's a, uh, the history of the Old Testament, the Hebrew people, there was a, the day of atonement, a day when that high priest that was mentioned earlier would go into that uh, temple and to go beyond the veil, and he would sprinkle the blood on that mercy seat, and that would have been to cleanse or to make atone for, to make a reconciliation of the wrath of God upon the sins of God's people. And so that's where we come into this, this scripture here in verse 25. It says, God presented him, Christ, as a sacrifice of atonement through faith in his blood. Now, I, I want to say to you, in the scripture here, when it says God presented, I, I love how uh, Eugene Peterson makes this statement. He said, God sacrificed Jesus on the altar of the world. To clear that world of sin. Having faith in him sets us uh, in the clear with God. God decided on a course of action in full view of the public. And that's exactly what this word references here. When it says God presented Christ as that atoning sacrifice. I mean clearly in the mind of Paul and the spirit of the Lord right here. He's making reference to this sacrifice on the cross. That was out in the open for all to see. It wasn't some hidden thing in the back room or back somewhere, but it was, it was presented openly and publicly. It was clear to the world that was before them. Maybe not clear to their hearts in that moment, but it was clear to the humanity and the, and the work of God of what he was accomplishing there on the cross. 
And let me just say to you, the way of salvation was publicly displayed in the first century. And my hope, my hope, my prayer is that God's way of salvation is made public clearly today. You know what the people around us need to see is see Christ clearly presented through the church. And let me remind you, church, in Ephesians 3.10, God designed us to make known this incredible, what is called manifold wisdom of God. Can I ask you a question? Is this thing working? Yeah, there you go. How is it possible for a holy God to love a sinful person? There is nothing you will ever do to make yourself pretty enough. There's no makeover you're going to do. You can't paint it up. There's nothing, there's nothing that we can do to satisfy that. God made it clear in the first century, he painted that cross. He put it up there on the hill for all the world to see. My hope is that right here, right here among us in our faith family, right here at Flint Hill, that God would make known again the clear presentation that his gospel is the only way for men and women and boys and girls to be saved. God, God is all about presenting that gospel truth, and He wants that gospel to go forth here in the hearts and minds of His children at Flint Hill. But it's about the presentation. The second word, I want you to see this. It's a word that I want to give to you. is the propitiation. It's a fancy word here. What does it mean to be propitiated? In other words, in the King James, instead of sacrifice of atonement, it says a propitiation for our sins is Christ. And again, what does that mean? It means to satisfy, this is the word, it's a fancy word, propitiation. It means to satisfy the wrath of God against sin. It means to turn away God's wrath. To offer a sacrifice, as Christ did, to appease God's just judgment and righteous anger against us and our sins. I don't know how many of you think about it that way, but God is a holy God. I mean, the Bible is clear. We sing that song. We sing it all the time. Holy, holy, holy is the name of the Lord God Almighty. I mean, go to Revelation. We're going to be singing that in glory forever and ever. He is a holy God. Go back to Jesus when he taught the disciples how to pray. The very first thing he said, hallowed be thy name. Holy is the name of the Lord. And he is holy and he is just. And so he had to make a way. And propitiation is that way. It's that way which God becomes, here it is, consistent with his character and his government. In other words, his, his character of himself to pardon and bless sinners. How is that possible? Because there was a propitiation made. This doesn't, the propitiation doesn't necessarily make him more loving. It just renders him consistent. So that God is now able to exercise towards us, towards sinners, his incredible love. Now, I, I want to help you here just a little bit. If you'll hang with me and dig in just a little bit. That word sacrifice for atonement, propitiation, it's the same word in the Greek. Hilasterion is the name. There it is. It's on the screen. That's, that's kind of the English rendering of the Greek word hilasterion. It's the same word. In the King James, it talks about propitiation. Uh, in some translation, it references uh, uh, mercy seat is another translation of this word. In the NIV, it's right here. It's atonement. That word, halasterion, carries the idea, basic idea of appeasement or satisfaction. That's what happened on the cross. God is satisfied. His wrath has been satisfied through what happened on the cross. Um, in the New Testament, MacArthur helps us with this. Propitiation, this word, 
it always refers to the work of God. In other words, God did a work here through Christ to propitiate the sins of God's people, to satisfy the wrath against those sins. Uh, man is utterly incapable of satisfying God's justice. There's nothing we can do. I hope you understand that. I hope you recognize that this morning. There's nothing. The scripture says, I just read it, all of us have missed the mark. All of us missed the mark of trying to satisfy our sin before a holy God. There's no way. We are hopeless and helpless. I mean, we are, we, are, we are literally without hope in this world. If God doesn't do what God does, we are not. Listen, there's only one place you're going to go, and it's not heaven. If God doesn't do what God does. But thanks be to God that in his great love and mercy, he provides, he provides the only way to propitiate our sins, to satisfy the wrath of God upon that sin. That's what that word means. Now, the helisterion is that Greek word, but I want to bring to your attention, I don't know how many of you are familiar with a, a Greek work called the Septuagint. It's the, it, it's, it's the Old Testament written in Greek. Now, hey, listen, I'm not deep, but don't hang with me here. Okay? I'm, now, I didn't mean that, Randy, when I looked at you, but I'm just saying, I can say that to some people. All right, so, I'm just, I'm, but stay with me here, because in the, the Septuagint, I want you to understand that, that what's commonly referred, if you read in a commentator, the LXX, that's what it's referred in the third or se- in, the, in the third, they started in the third and finished in the second century BC. The writing of what we call the Old Testament, which was in the Hebrew language, was now turned into the Greek. What happened is Judaism, Judaism was on the rise in a lot of places, and as that it, uh, uh, began to spread, there was many Greek-speaking people and cultures all around them, and so it had to be translated. Now, look, they took great care to translate the Old Testament uh, uh, into the Greek language. So much so that when you get into the New Testament, into the first century, oftentimes, even Paul, Paul would use this. He would use this word, hilasterion, right here. This word right here in the New Testament that he pulls, God uses him to pen, is the same word that's used in the Old Testament. That's referred to the mercy seat. It's referred to uh, the, the, the covering that goes over in the Holy of Holies on that mantle. The Hebrew word is kaporeth. That's, tra- that's what he translated. He took that Greek word and threw it over there. And that's what translated in the Hebrew, kapor, which means covering. It's used on the lid of the Ark of the Covenant in the Old Testament in Exodus 25. And that word, Hebrew word, literally, that this is rooted from is covering. He covered, he covered the offense. He covered our sin through the sacrifice of atonement. This Greek word, halasterion, in the first century came not only to reference the mercy seat there in the Holy of Holies, or the lid of the ark there, but also the reconciliation through the blood of Jesus that is provided. Let me remind you, y'all know this in your history of the Hebrew people, on that great day of the atonement when the high priest, we just, they just read the scripture just a moment ago. The high priest carried what the blood of the sacrifice into that Beyond the veil, if you remember, there was a veil there in the temple, and only the high priest could go in once a year. And he would go in, he would sprinkle that mercy seat. And in that process, made a propitiation. In other words, he and that, the blood covered the sins. But it also turned away the wrath of God upon the people. That was the whole process there. That was the cleansing. That's what. Now listen. That was not forever. That was not eternal. The Bible's clear about that. Jesus came. Y'all know this. John the Baptist said, "What the, the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world." Let me remind you. When Jesus said, "It is finished" on the cross, and He died on that cross. He did. He died a death in our place. We'll get to that in a moment. But y'all remember what happened in the temple on that day. Remember what happened to that veil? It was torn asunder. 
from the top down. Why? Once and for all, the death of Christ on the cross paid the price that nobody else could ever pay. Once and for all, the veil has torn, and now God's people under the blood of Jesus can enter in, enter in to a personal, intimate relationship with the Lord God Almighty. I mean, what a glorious day. I mean, it was a horrible day on that day. Don't get me wrong, but thanks be to God today that we can look back on that and praise be to God. Paul's remembering this in this, te in this text here. God presented him, made public this sacrifice of atonement, propitiation. God's wrath was totally absorbed in death of Christ on that day. Thanks be to God for the blood of Jesus that was poured out on that day. Let me continue on here. Let me, uh, I shared last week this scripture. This was my text last week. Peter wrote this. He said, you were not redeemed with perishable things like silver and gold from your futile way of life. Inherited from your forefathers. He has a clear indication of what's going on there in the Hebrew people. He has that firm foundation of that Hebrew people. He said it wasn't, it wasn't redeemed through this, some temple that was ornate and all these things going on. He said, no, 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 that way of life was in vain. It was empty. You were redeemed not with that, but with the precious blood of a lamb unblemished and spotless, the blood of Christ. When we look at the atonement... And what Christ did here. I want to say this. The next thing. It, there was a personal substitute for me and you. In, in other words, the blood of Jesus, the sacrifice of Christ, he propitiated our sins. He took the wrath of God. There really is. I mean, we don't want to necessarily talk about that, but he's a holy God. And his wrath is poured out on sin and rebellion. And it is there. It's real. Only through the blood of Jesus is that averted and absorbed, and we know that the wrath of God is taken away in Christ alone. But make no mistake, he not, only, he not only the judgment of God was averted, but our guilt and condemnation before God was absorbed in Christ. This is a big deal. In other words, Jesus was our personal substitute. Christ's work consisted of His suffering and His obedience. We know this as, as he goes to the cross, the word there is vicarious. He stood in our place. He suffered for us personally. Our guilt, our guilt and our condemnation is absorbed in what Christ did on the cross through the blood of Jesus, done away with. Good night. Now we have freedom, freedom in Christ, forgiveness in Christ. Yes, God is just, but He's the justifier. Man, good night. God has so blessed us with the opportunity in Christ alone to come into Him personally, to know Him, to walk with Him, to be covered and cleansed through the blood of Jesus. This is huge. Lord, set us free from past and things behind us, Lord, of sins we might have been involved, whatever it may be. God help us. When you come under the blood of Jesus, it's not for one moment. It's forever and ever and ever. It's not about you. Your merit didn't bring you into his throne room. Your merit didn't get you there. But please help us right now. I want you to listen to me. There is no, I mean, y'all need to hear this. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Those who have come under the blood, there is no condemnation. There is no distance anymore. There is no 
divide between you and the Lord God Almighty. It, I know it blows your mind. How in the world is it possible for me and you to know personally a holy God and to walk with Him and to listen to His and to, and to live our lives in such a way to bring honor and glory? How is it even possible? Through the blood of Jesus. Because He atoned those sins. Because He made a, a, a sacrifice for us. He stood in our place. He is our personal substitute. 1 John chapter 2 Verse 2 says that Christ is our propitiation. In other words, He didn't just avert the wrath of God. He took our place on the cross. I mean, just quite honestly, listen, I know this might be something you've heard many, many times. I hope we hear it a fresh way today. There ought to be some gratefulness coming up in the house of the Lord. Because He did for us what we were supposed to do. We were required by the law, by, by, by our offense, to make right before a holy God. And it never was going to measure up. And thanks be to God that His love endures forever. And yes, He looked down through the, through the years, through the time ahead, and He said, you know what? We need a lamb, perfect, spotless lamb of God who was slain. There, we could not do. There was no way it was going to happen. So Christ Himself, God Himself, comes down, born of a virgin. And yes, the incarnation, He comes. Emmanuel is with us, and He goes to the cross, and He dies a death on the cross for us. Thanks be to God that He took our place. Now let me lead us here because the Scripture says in this present time He did this to demonstrate His, His justice at this present time. His forbearance at this present time. I'm so grateful that God is patient and God is loving. And Mallory just testified to that, just read Scripture to that. That Moses, when he encountered the Lord... That He is faithful and patient and loving and full of grace and blessed be the name of Yes, yes and amen. The Scripture says that God is just. How do we know that? Because the sacrifice of Christ paid the debt for us. But He's also the justifier. That's what the Scripture says. And I want to remind us here, and I'm going to bring this to a, to a close. And the one who justifies those who have faith... In Jesus. I shared with some couples here this morning. Being a member of Flint Hill Baptist Church is a beautiful thing and a wonderful thing. But friend, that's not going to get you to heaven. Please hear me, church. There's only one way that the work of Christ on the cross is appropriated to us personally. And that's by faith. Ephesians 2, 8, 9 says, by grace, through faith, alone. Friend, I want, I want to challenge us today, right now, right here. Friend, I, and I know I'm talking to a lot of people that know Jesus Christ personally as our Lord and Savior, Savior, but I want us right now, maybe in this moment, maybe our hearts need to turn to a spot to the Lord right now and say, Lord, thank you for your grace and the sacrifice and the blood of Jesus. That it's in Christ alone that I not only can be forgiven of my sin, but cleansed. Praise be to the Lord. I'm going to lead us in a word of prayer. Father, we just want to thank you for this morning. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the testimony that has been shared today about how grace, gracious you are, how faithful you are. God, I pray right now, Lord Jesus, God, that you would so move on our hearts right now. God, that you would stir up within us, remind us of the price uh, that was paid, the atoning sacrifice of Christ 
that, that, that absorbed your wrath, but also cleansed us from all unrighteousness. There's no more condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. God, I pray for us here right now. God, set us free. Set us free from past. Set us free from the present. God, set us free to love you and to praise your holy name. God, we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Stand with me this morning, church. As they begin to sing in just a moment, friend, I want to invite you. I really do. I want to invite you to come. You might come to this altar. It's an altar. It's available for you to come and do business with the Lord. You can do it right there where your chairs are. That's fine. But don't walk up in the house of the Lord and God getting hold of your heart and you not be obedient to follow through. Please don't let that happen. Don't walk out of here and you know God's knocking on the door of your heart. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm talking about for salvation. For some of you, it might be you need to come this morning and give your life to Christ. Or some need to come and follow in believers' baptism. I mean that sincerely. But some of you might need you to come back to the Lord and say, God, forgive me. Forgive me for not making much of what you've done for me. Forgive me that I've allowed the things of this world to clutter my mind. God, cleanse me of that right now this morning. Whatever you need to do, you need to come as we begin to sing. Amen.